Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. You can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes. So definitely become a patron for $5 a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks. And without further ado, here is the episode. Take care. Hey, so what's going on, champagne sharks? This is uh, Trevor talking to, uh, actually, uh, let me start with the co-host and we'll do the guests last so we have uh i guess semi guest semi co-host capacity uh i'll start with the order i see you guys so let's start with uh chris hey what's up this is chris from escape from planet podcast uh if you listen to us i'm sure you've heard he on several times so happy to be on here again and we have teen everyone um yeah we're, we're getting a little bit more that like the overlapping part of the venn diagram between our Escaping Plan A and Champagne Sharks is growing. So I think, yeah, I think a lot of people uh, might know both of us. So Oh, yeah, for sure. And both of y'all have been guests on here before. And we have our guest, uh, Lewis Parker. And I love I love the name. I thought of uh, something and then, then I saw your email and I saw you were acquainted with the same show. I'm sure you must have heard it like a million times. <laughs> But if you can just yeah. tell us who you are and, uh, you know, anything you think is relevant, where they can find you. Um, well, uh, yeah, I'm Lewis. Um, I love I love the show, Parker Lewis. <laughs> um, I watched that when I was a kid. Um, and uh, I feel like because it's uh, maybe less popular in England, this is a joke just for me that my name matches up with that. You guys are maybe the first people... I've ever heard actually get the joke. So that's nice. I mean, it um, might not even be everybody because I'm the oldest. So I think I probably have a better uh, memory of it. I don't know if you guys ever heard of Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Oh, yeah. No, what is that? It was a big show back on Fox, like back in the day. <laughs> it was one of their initial shows when Fox first la- launched as the uh, fourth network. Uh, they had a lineup of shows and one of them was Parker Lewis. And it was basically a ripoff of Ferris Bueller, but it was a good ripoff. <laughs> Like, yeah, like it was actually better than the official Ferris Bueller TV show that they tried. I don't know if anybody. Oh, God, that was that was real. Oh, there was a Ferris Bueller TV show. It was awful. I'm guessing Matthew Broderick didn't play reprise his role. Oh, no, he didn't reprise the role. It was this guy, Charlie Slattery. I think it was his name. He does voice work now. I mean, he's not a terrible guy, but he and I say this as someone who doesn't even really like Matthew Broderick, but in in Ferris Bueller. Uh, Matthew Broderick is the most charismatic I've ever uh, ever seen him in any role. And yeah, that, that movie doesn't work without him. Yeah, it doesn't work without him. I've never seen him that charismatic again. He's been more like Woody Allen-ish ever since <laughs> to me. But yeah, in that movie, he's just really hitting on all cylinders. And this Charlie Slattery guy, first of all, he has a mullet. It's just it's so right out the gate, he's just not working. Uh and everybody uh <laughs> kind of hated the show. I think it lasted like one like half a season. Yeah, I mean, totally yeah, random. Aniston. Oh, she, she was in the TV version of part of um of Paris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, she was. She was his girlfriend in that. I, this has been so long since I've seen this, but like, yeah, it was, it was Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, way more famous than anyone else in that show now. <laughs> so, so the last I've heard of Charlie Slattery, he was the new voice of Bugs Bunny. So he went from I have no idea if he still is, but uh, yeah. So, so you've seen that show too, right? That I mean, that was really a bad show. It was not good at all. 
yeah. When you it's, when the knockoff fun, is doing funny, better yeah. than the official adaptation, you've got problems. <laughs> yeah, and Parker Lewis ran for like uh, like an insane amount of seasons as well. So clearly, it was doing something right. But the people that made the film didn't understand, which is weird. But yeah, it went longer than like high school should. I remember that. Like like we're in high school the whole time. It was like six years, and they were just still just hanging out. But yeah, 20, 29 year old dudes at school. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we had you on not to talk about Parker Lewis and uh, Ferris Bueller, <laughs> believe it or not. It's not the subject of this Very episode. relevant uh, show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're talking about uh, Simu Liu. Am I pronouncing his name right? The new Shang-Chi? I always pronounce it as Liu, but I guess, Teen, you're, you're the Chinese person here. So what is the correct pronunciation? Uh, the Chinese, I think his last name is Liu. That's the Chinese pronunciation, but no English speaker would say that. So I think it's, I think you got to kind of say that I, I think Liu is probably close. Okay. So I've been saying yeah. it wrong then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think teens are, right. I, I got a little bit paranoid. I was going to say his name wrong. So I watched a few interviews with him and I, he pronounces it Leo. So yeah, I was really paranoid. I was going to muck it up. So just in case I looked oh, So he it. actually pronounces it Leo. Yeah, but he's yeah. he's he's a lot more subtle about it, you know, because I've got my awful English accent. I have to overpronounce it to make sure I get it right. And um, so oh, before we get started, mm-hmm. uh, Louis, do you do you have like a? I guess in, in your language, do you, do you have a football club you follow? I just want to know. No, I'm not really. Um, oh, my, whoa, my, yeah, no, I know. I'm I'm sort of a social outcast for that. I was always more of a rugby fan. Oh, um, get out of here. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, my my family sort of ostracizes me for it, actually, because they're all Arsenal supporters. Oh, fuck um, that. Even more. Oh, no, no, that's good <laughs> that you're not uh, better. You you don't follow soccer at all than, than you follow Arsenal. OK. All right. Good. Yeah. So this is the controversy. Um, so basically, uh, Simu is a super mastermind, like Dr. Evil, mustache twirling, <laughs> stroking a cat like Dr. Claw. An Inspector Gadget type of mastermind, such a mastermind that the actual lack of proof, according to his accusers, you know, the, the lack of receipts and proof that he did a lot of these things. For most people, that just means, hey, maybe this is not true. But should, for should him, we get an overview. I mean, I, uh, who? It's been a couple of weeks since it all transpired. Maybe people don't even remember oh, what happened. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll give an overview. But yeah. like, uh, what I'm saying, like, you know, for most people, the Lack of existence of receipts and proofs, you know, means that you know it's probably maybe not true, or maybe we should reserve judgment. But we were told in this case that the lack of proof for any of the accusations we're about to give an overview of was actually more proof of his guilt because it's proof of how much power he has. He has his fingers in every pot. <laughs> he can make people delete tweets. So the guy that was accusing him was saying, "Yeah, I have no receipts," but that's just because. He has these all these minions and all these people, you know, and he has all this ability to delete posts and make other people delete posts. So, yeah, he's that powerful. And I'm going to give it over to Lewis to give the overview of what he was accused of and then proceeded to make uh, everybody involved uh, delete. Right. So, I mean, I'll be honest, this could be very difficult to sum up. But um, <laughs> I, I think it's it's probably easier to sort of explain it in a timeline. So. Um, Edwin Hong, the guy who made uh, sort of the original accusation against uh, Simu, um, he made this sort of really cryptic tweet, um, basically saying like, I used to be a member of the incel community. Um, I'm reformed. 
but there was a really high profile person who was also part of it with me. And then he was like, but I'm not going to say anything. And then three minutes later, uh, he was like, fuck it. It's Simulu. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally did, did not hold on for a sec. He always planned to make that second tweet, yes. by the way. <laughs> like, There's no way he was going to say that. You he got me, Twitter. Fine. Okay, you got me. It's Simulu. Yeah. Uh, 300 people liked it. So, like, I better reveal the truth. Um, but yeah, um, he made that initial post. Um, and, like, the funny thing is, uh, not many people saw it. Like, um, you know, it had, a, it had like a, like a thousand likes or something, um, probably less before like the actual initial drama kicked off on Twitter. Um, but, um, yeah, he, he made this cryptic post and then a day later, um, someone else obviously found it. Um, and they leaked basically what was his, um, old Reddit account. Um, so I don't know if I'm getting the data right, but I think he deleted it sometime in like, uh, 2016, 2017. And um, if you go through his Reddit account, which which you can, even though he's deleted it, it's all backed up. Um, if you go through it, like he had this account for years. There's like thousands of comments on it, um, mostly about like how much he loves basketball and like his acting career. But there are a few spicy tweets in there, like a, a, f- a few things that like. Did you uh, say spicy or spacey? Spicy, well, oh, okay. spicy for Twitter. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were know. spicy as well, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. There, there were a few things that, like, even though I sort of like took it upon myself to like defend him in my Twitter post, um, there, there are still a few things in there that are like, uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> just I wouldn't go as far as to say like, um, there's stuff you could like cancel someone over. But they're they're a little bit like maybe like poorly worded. Um, I, I think the thing would most you say cringe ran with, or, or is cringe not a good word? Uh no, there are definitely some cringe things in there. I mean, like um, I assume you're mainly I, talking about the the pedophilia thing. Yeah, I mean that was the thing sort of everyone rolled with. Um, yeah, and that like, was the main sticking point. Yeah, I was like, why um, do you have to write like ten paragraphs on this? Right. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the thing. He was sort of like um, my issue with it when like all of this came out, my issue was like the context it was presented in. Um, and the, the pedophilia stuff, um, I don't think it matters what the context is really. Like that, that's that's pretty bad. Some of the stuff he said, I know he was sort of coming at it from this place that like he just researched this role for this film. Clearly he was quite passionate about what he was talking about, but um, he just worded some things really, really awfully. And um, people really jumped on him for that. There were so many other things in his Reddit comment history that like, when you just see a snapshot of it, when you just see these like two lines he's written and you don't see the post that like it's attributed to, um, it sounds bad. Like he made this uh, comment on this thread, basically saying like, um, I'm going to paraphrase, but basically saying something like, um, I hate playing sports with women because um, they're not as good at sports as guys so it's infuriating but then if you look at the post he's put it in the title of the post is um something like guys what opinions do you have that makes you an asshole so right, like yeah. he, he's saying like i'm a dick for thinking this basically but like people just post these snapshots like almost on purpose like without the information to back it up to make it look worse i'm like you know out of context it sounds awful <laughs> it sounds like he's saying like 
ugh, women, right? Like they want to play sports with me and I hate <laughs> it. But like what he's actually saying is like, yeah, man, it's, it's, I, I know I'm awful for thinking this, but like, I still think it, I'm like, almost when you take the title into account, it's almost like he's apologizing for thinking that way. That's, yeah, I mean, exactly. There, yeah. There are dozens of other examples of like stuff he posted, but like every single thing he said, and I mean, maybe this is better to discuss it like later on, but like the posts he made in the, um, Asian identity subreddit, um, out of context, that looks like he's just chilling in that subreddit and he's, he's just posting there on the regular. But when you realize that like someone tagged him in that post and it's about Kim's convenience, the TV show he's in, you realize that like he he found this post because someone else bought him there. He he wasn't just chilling in that subreddit every day, like <laughs> typing up like posts about how much he hates uh Asian women because they date white men and stuff. Like he just it, saw a post about Kim's convenience and just they're trying to make it look like that, which was very interesting. Like, but the yeah. weirder, th- the weirdest thing. I mean, there was a lot of things. There was uh, to give an example. To give an example, uh, and then I'll let you continue. But just to give people an example, there is racism, ableism, sexism, <laughs> pedof- pedophile sympathizing, and ties to the um, incel movement. But even among the racism, it was like weirdly specific. Like they said that he was running and moderating a forum dedicated to bashing black women. And that one was just so weirdly specific because why would he, like, it just seemed weird to me. Like, I would think even if he was one of those Asian guys that sometimes like white supremacists, anti-black stuff, which does exist. They do have those types sometimes, right? Because when I used to hate read like those race science forums, occasionally it'd be like an Asian guy who like, you know, the race science stuff. But it was so weird that, in their lie, it was specifically black women, which, you know, just a hate site, but they only hate black women. I was like, that's just weird because usually most anti-black sites, they just don't like black people. It's not normal that, you know, so it made no sense to me, but also like, why, why would he be doing this? And there was no proof. I just say that to give an example of the range of stuff that, um, you know, he was, he was accused of, and it wasn't even just, uh, the, the female stuff. I mean the, the Asian mm. the Asian women stuff either. They I guess maybe they thought maybe black women would be more sympathetic, so they just threw that in there. But I was wondering if you found proof of any of this stuff in your research. Well, I mean, it's funny you mentioned the uh thing about like being a moderator of like an anti-black women subreddit or something, because I, I spent a lot of time sort of like looking into exactly where all these allegations came from, like where they originated and stuff. I can't find anything on that. Like, I, I, I genuinely don't know where that weird thing spawned from. There was zero evidence of it. Um, I just saw people, like, commenting on my Twitter post, like, what about, like, the the thing about the anti-black woman, like, subreddit he's a moderator of? And I was just like, I, I, I don't know. Like, where has this come from? Like, I searched on Twitter. Like, you know, I did a few Google searches. Um, it's kind of hard to find something like that that's so vague when you're, like, searching into the void but like, i literally found nothing um i think they've it's just like this kind of like uh constructed ac- accusation because if you're an asian identity if you're an asian identity you are obviously you hate women and you hate black people therefore you must hate black women the funniest mm. thing about that though is that if there's any part of like if there are like uh there's like an anti-black uh, streak in that subreddit the one black group that they uh, actually are most sympathetic with 
is black women because often they will say things like you know, a lot of things that black women go through in terms of you know feeling like socially rejected a lot of asian guys go through so if it's uh, uh if they have any kind of feeling a kinship with any part of the black population is actually a kind of like straight black woman so it's it's pretty funny mm. that they would say that yeah, that's a great it's, point it's yeah it's it's funny you mentioned that because um I unfortunately um, have to spend quite a lot of time on the Asian identity subreddit, sort of like sifting through posts. Um, and uh, they they do have a sort of like weird kinship with black women because they sort of, they have this weird um, obsession with Asian women that date white men. And they compare it to black men that like white women instead of black women. Um, so, so they, they have this weird sort of like kinship between them. Like they consider them like, you know, part of the fight almost not that any black women <laughs> agree with them in any way. Like, I don't think a single black person has ever commented in the Hazen identity subreddit. It's just, it's just a bunch of like, you know, trolls in their basements, just typing up like. 20-year-old dudes like, I can't get a girlfriend. Like, I'm going to have to blame everyone else, you know? But, like, they, they do have a weird obsession with black women. And, like, um, I don't really get it, if I'm but, honest. But, but their obsession with black women is more of a positive one, I'm guessing. I mean, well, ostensibly positive. I don't know how many people, you know, want to uh, be celebrated for being considered, hey, you're as... Um, Undateable as us, so I guess positive. <laughs> I don't, I don't think it's like a black fet, black woman fetish that they got going on in that subreddit, right? It, in, in Asian identity, I think it's more it's like a political no, alliance. No, yeah, uh, no, political kinship. Yeah. No, no yeah. kinship. Yeah, I don't think anybody implied that it was a it was a fetish. I'm just saying, like, yeah. I was gonna say they viewed him like you know positively, but I realize it's probably not a good word to say positive for someone who's saying like they like you because they consider you as undateable as them. That's like. Uh, Positive and scare quotes, you know, but uh, I mean, I must say, and not that I'm someone that wants to defend this Reddit because I've never been to it, except for like when I see a link here and there, that's that's something interesting, but it's not a site that I peruse regularly, but I will say in fairness, um, it seems to be a two-way kind of obsession because the anti-Simu people seem very much obsessed with them too and Edward Hong and whatever so it's like uh, it does seem to be I mean like I always say like I don't like the alt-right of course but I do think people don't give enough credit to how the, the, the dynamic between the social justice cancel crowd and the alt-right is almost kind of um, symbiotic or like a dyad that they kind of feed off each other and they kind of almost need each other to do outrageous stuff so they can just keep uh, posting and trolling each other because, I mean, that anti-Simu wave was just so incredible. Like, the amount of people just piping in and serious authors and people who were, like, actors. Like, one guy lost his one guy lost his representation, his management mm. off of... You mean Edward Hong? Yeah. Edward Hong, yeah. Yeah, Edward Hong. That guy lost his... Um, he like basically ruined his career. He might be like backballed and open to legal action over this. And so that's you know what's funny about yeah. that. Yeah. He he had the same representation as Simu. So like he he doubly shot himself in the foot. If you're gonna that's get so them poorly to like, thought out, you're gonna get them to choose between the guy that like dubs 
films or like the star <laughs> of the new Marvel movie. Like, <laughs> I think hey, I know who they're going to pick, man. Successful Marvel movie, not even like <laughs> uh, like Black Widow numbers where it kind of flopped. You know, that's like that movie was like basically a pretty big hit. Mm. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, which makes me think like, is there some kind of like all alternate plan? Like, because like, it's like, it, was he really that stupid? Did he honestly think that? Uh, he would beat out the, the Marvel guy, which kind of makes me think this was a way for him to curry favor with maybe some other group. Like he was, his career wasn't going anywhere anyway. So he's like, I, I might as well uh, make this big show of myself. And maybe he had like a, uh, like a golden parachute or something planned. I have no idea, but I, I, I'm like, was he really that dumb? I, I, I don't know. I also wonder no. if maybe he was uh, maybe self-sabotaging. Like from this point forward, he can say, Hey, if you want to know why my career didn't take off, it's because I was on the side of justice, you know? So maybe, maybe mm. that's it. And his. women. I, I was protecting Asian women. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you know, it's funny. He, it, it's funny you mentioned, Chris, that like his um, career maybe wasn't going anywhere because it was just about to. I don't know if you've heard of a little show called Squid Game. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he voices one of the characters in the show. And like, Everyone won't shut up about that TV show at the moment. That was like his first big break. And then he did this. Like literally that show came out like on the same day or maybe like the day after he lost his representation. So he was on the cusp before he did this of like going somewhere. And he wasn't a huge character on the show, but it was a notable one. And just having it in your resume is, is great period you know mm. so lewis stepping back for a sec i mean what what do we think what do you think ed hong actually did that was like truly inappropriate i mean i think he made claims that were exaggerated and you know um but did he did he did you find that he engaged in any outright lies or was he just making a mountain out of a molehill kind of thing well see this is this is the thing um i I mean, it's very difficult to validate any of his claims when he talks about them the way that he does. You know, he's he's sort of just like threw out some accusations, refused to explain further, and then just sort of watched to see what happened. But um, I think what's interesting is he made uh, a comment on his Twitter post. Um, and you know what? I'm going to find the exact quote. Um, so I don't want to get this wrong. But um, he basically made uh, this comment saying um in regards to the fact that people had found a way to go back through simu's reddit history um which i don't i i guess that was neb's post um the person that sort of like made the drama famous um he said um he'd just learned reddit threads are never deleted and just archived now the thing that really confuses me about that is there's nothing on his reddit account that proves any of the allegations he made. If, if anything, they counteract them. But he sort of just said, like, my accusations are a result of the fact that, like, he had this Reddit account and then it's been deleted, so you'll never find it. And then people were like, well, we found it. And he was like, interesting. And then just didn't explain anything further. So it's like, what, what, was, what were these quotes from this, this Reddit account that you're so sure show him to be this, like, awful incel moderator like like what were those comments you can find them now so show us Um, (laughs) oh so his so he was saying that simu was had a much deeper uh 
uh, involvement in Asian identity than just a couple of tweets about Kim's convenience. They're saying he was like a, he was actually like helping to mod and sort of lead that. He was like a principal behind that well, subreddit. Is that the yeah, sort of gist of it? Yeah, so I, I mean, like I said, he, he was so vague about what he said. You could really pull any kind of meaning from his accusation that you want. Um, but like he was implying that like, I think the word he used was ringleader. Like Simu was the ringleader. Um, whatever the hell that means. Um, like that that to me implies that like, you know, he's got some like goons that like do his bidding and like, you know, he's got a hitman on like speed dial or something. <laughs> like not that not that he just like Jackal on speed dial, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, not that he just made a couple of comments about Kim's convenience. Like ringleader implies something much deeper, but he never explained further. So yeah. I mean, like Trevor uh, and Tina and I, when we talk about this a lot, but uh, Lewis, I, I think you, you have to kind of realize, I think that the, re- the what I think what the Edward Hong and all his allies, what, what they're really saying is that Simu Liu represents this type of like straight second generation Asian American mindset. Like if you've ever mm. paid attention to what like Simu Liu often talks about in the last five years, you know, he'll, you know, uh, besides, you know, like fighting against racism representation, he'll often talk about things like, you know, he is, uh, you know, growing up as like a well, Asian Canadian, but like Asian American, kind of the same thing. Uh, as a guy, you know, he saw these images of, you know, emasculating, emasculation, like desexualization, like constant humiliation and all that. And, you know, this is like Edward Hong uh, looks like the guy who started this. This predates Edward Hong by at least a couple of years. I mean, uh, Lewis, I, I sent you those screenshots. I don't know if you looked at them, but mm, there were these yeah, tweets yeah. by this guy named Sean Lau, who is pretty much like the proto-Edward Hong. Also a guy kind of on the fringes of the entertainment industry. And I mean, he, he, and he would constantly go on about this like nefarious cabal of evil uh, Asian American men who are constantly trying to threaten Asian American women. And uh, for whatever reason, I think it was because like Simu Liu was positioned to be this breakout Marvel star, you know, like they could have picked anyone, but he was clearly the the biggest target. And it was in the summer of 2019, they started like spreading these rumors that he was, okay, maybe he wasn't uh, an out and out leader with leaving a paper trail, but you just, he, he just, all he had to do was just kind of like wink and nod. And, and I guess Asian identity would uh, follow his every move, which is funny because uh, in in the, uh, in the past year or so, Simu Liu has often gone out of his way to kind of like denounce Asian red. So a lot of people in Asian identity actually hate him. Uh, they think he's a sellout. Mm. Plus, he like deleted this tweet about Mark Wahlberg, so they think he's he's a spineless weakling and all that. So he he mm. you know he has a lot of haters there as well. So mm. he, he, give a little context about the Mark Wahlberg tweet. Okay, so Mark Wahlberg is often hated in a lot of Asian American circles because he got he like back back when he was you know, just some like nobody in Boston, he assaulted, he and his uh, buddies like assaulted some like old Vietnamese man or something and like did some serious harm to him. And I think Mm -hmm. in exchange for some settlement, got his record expunged and and all that. He's never really like formally apologized. I think the guy like lost an eye or something. Yeah, yeah. 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 So like Simu Liu, uh, you know, well, he's very active on Twitter. So he's like, you know, calling out Mark Wahlberg and stuff. But apparently he's going to be in a movie that's like, I think, produced by Mark Wahlberg soon. So he like deleted that tweet and he said, I did that because, you know, I had a chat with him and, you know, I thought it was like for professional reasons. Um, I deleted it. And then uh, a lot of people uh, think that was a bad move on his part, including uh, a lot of people in Asian identity. So, you know, he, as I said, he has a lot of haters there too. 
And this is a very complicated story. Like we're only um, touching the surface of it. Uh, what happened was that Lewis wrote an article and the article was pretty much the only article out there that actually... Let's back up. Let's, just, let's talk about Lewis's tweet because I think that's the first uh, bulwark against all this... That's like, true rapid like forest fire of oh did you know like Simu Lu uh, loves Hitler it was like gonna get to that point I think yeah. until Lewis's tweet was like wait a minute uh, here are the actual context people are like and I think a lot of people wanted to side with Simu because everyone loves Shang-Chi uh, and they're like oh thank god he's not all this and then and then after yeah, that yeah. calm down there were two tweet threads there was Lewis's and another uh, girl called Kate, woman called Katie and I don't know which one came first so Lewis maybe I you think can Lewis's came first if I uh I recall correctly. I, I, I think I pepped out at the post by like maybe like 40 minutes. Yeah, <laughs> it, it wasn't long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I um, I spoke to Katie. Um, I just, you know, I just sent her a message basically saying like, um, oh no, actually, I think she messaged me saying something like, um, you know, oh, I just saw your tweet. I, you know, I, you know, I posted the same thing, that kind of thing. And um, we were speaking about it. And uh, she, th this isn't too relevant to what you're saying, but um, she told me, she was like, um, do you know a lot of people think uh, your account is like Simu's burner account? Oh, and there's all sorts of crazy theories. Yeah, <laughs> your, your tweets are just him defending <laughs> himself, basically. Um, I, uh, Lewis camera is off, so he might be Simu with just really <laughs> exceptional with a, with a voice action, uh, changing uh, software. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll admit to thinking that you might have been because of the it, it's rare to have like a, a totally uninterested or, you know, yeah, uninterested party or uh, unincentivized party come in and do the level of basically like detective work that you did going into uh, domain registrar registration databases and tracking down through archive archived uh, web pages to see how the version of a tweet changed over time or a post changed over time. That level of detail and digging in is not something that most uh, random Twitter warriors are going to do. And so my theory actually was that either Simu's uh, agency or even maybe Marvel itself had hired a firm to come and put the kibosh on all this stuff. That's, that's actually what I thought, to be honest. Because I was I like, mean, who, you know, who, who would go to that level of detail? I was really kind of curious. I mean, um, if Marvel paid me to do that, um, I would be using a much nicer mic for this podcast. <laughs> uh, my, my flat would be a lot bigger if I had that Marvel. Well, that. I think they should have paid you because uh, they got a lot of money riding on these uh, on these uh, vehicle these you know these star vehicles and stuff. Mm. And well, I'm sure yeah, that they yeah. uh, they need this is a service to them. I think. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, my Twitter DMs are open. If anyone from Marvel wants to like drop me a link. Um, I'll make a Venmo or like a or like a coffee page or something. Like you can send me some cash if you want. But um, <laughs> but no, um, I, I mean it's like you said. Um, it is a bit weird that, <laughs> and I'll admit this, it is a bit weird that someone would go to that kind of length um, to sort of like defend someone like that on Twitter. Um, but the only reason I did it, I, I was up late. Um, I think it was about like four a.m. Uh, in England at the time, and I couldn't sleep. And uh, one of my friends um, who loves Marvel movies, um, he's like, you know, he's upset. I like him as well, but he, he loves them. Um, he sort of like saw this post by uh, this person called Neb's Good Takes um, and he sent it to me 
and he was like, oh, you know, they've got all these comments from like his Reddit post. And um, I've used Reddit for maybe too long now. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I knew that like there's this tool online where you can just like, if you know someone's username, you can find any post they've ever made. Um, so I saw this post um, and I noticed all these like weird accusations in it. And I was like, apparently the first person to think to do this, I was like, oh, well, you know, what? I'll have a look. I have a look to see if these are true. And the longer I looked, the more annoyed I got. Like, I, I almost wish it would be easier to explain if I had some kind of like agenda for defending him, if I was some kind of like Simu Stan, or like if Marvel wanted to drop me a big paycheck to do it. You just honestly, love Kim's so much, yeah. I've never even seen it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like Shang-Chi that much. <laughs> like, I thought it was all right. Um, but but no, it, it just annoyed me. And like the, the further I went through these posts, the more I was like, no one's mentioning this. Like there's not a single person that has brought this up. And like, I was like, fine, I'll do it. But it was, it was out of a place of like rage. <laughs> I, I can understand like, that because I've been there. Like I'm one of those people that will do like deep dives on stuff just because like, I'm like, this is like a blatant lie is driving me nuts that people mm. are like running with it. You know, so I totally kind of get where that comes from because I kind of felt the same way watching it where I was like, why is everyone just running with the story? But no one's asking for for any type of proof. And that just really kind of uh, annoys me as well. Like when people when people do that, because I'm like, it's such a bad faith thing to do. There's no way you don't know what you're doing. Like, you know, and people were even saying, um, hey, where's where's the proof? And they'd be like, are you trying to erase like uh, women of color voices? And, you know, <laughs> I, I, I guess you like when bad things happen to uh, black women. People trying to shame people out of even asking for proof. And I'm sure your original thread and then even worse, like your in-depth article must have attracted a lot of the same people who I'm sure skipped over whether or not the content of what you're saying was true and just tried to shame you as far as you're going against and I don't even want to say like Asian women because I feel like that gives them too much credit as if they're actually speaking for majority of Asian women. It's more um, this certain, I feel like calling them a cabal makes them sound too sinister and powerful. I'll say click. <laughs> Sounds like, too know, cool. Yeah, maybe it may sound like way too cool. But, you know, this this little <laughs> this little click, uh, even like most other uh, Asian women in the comments I saw were pretty much like, you know, you guys suck and... They would just keep saying, these men keep coming at us, you know, and they even got like a uh, black Twitter against them. They were doing so. I mean, it was just a comedy of errors and how bad it, how badly it backfired. And that the only person that got canceled was the person who started the whole thing to begin with. And even the women he was trying to kind of uh, virtue signal with and, you know, signal boost, you know, and all his tweets, he's like, and everyone's following me, but I'm just a bad man. You know, you should really be following these great <laughs> women doing all this work. And they just kind of stopped tweeting when it, when, it, when it went south. He was just flailing by himself, except for that one woman, Rosalind, whatever her name is. She hung in there the longest. But yeah, I feel like I feel like that guy did did all that for nothing, basically, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah, Louis. Let me ask you, like, why? Like, what made you mad about this? It, was this like a final straw kind of thing where you saw? A lot of these uh, online pylons, and and if so, like what were some examples that that like reminded you of this? Like, it's like yeah, what what like set you off? Um, to be honest, I mean, I think the problem with stuff like this is, um, sadly, 
when accusations like this come to light, um, nine times out of ten, um, stuff like this sadly actually happens to be true, um, especially when you're dealing with stuff like um, sexual assault. Um, you know, it takes one person to like make the comment, but then eventually it will like roll into something and like. There's this sort of like wild west period on the internet where like no one actually has any proof and it's just one side against the other. But like nine times out of 10, it does turn out that this stuff is real. But in this case, the thing that annoyed me was that like everyone's acting just like every one of those nine out of 10 cases where like it happens to be true and they just took it on faith that it was. Um, and I think like, that, that annoyed me the most because, like, there are awful people out here, like, you know, doing these sorts of things, like, saying these sort of, like, you know, racist things or, like, sexist things. And, like, it comes to light later on down the line and it happens to be true. But, like, in this case, it wasn't. But, like, because of the sort of, like, you know, time we live in, people just assumed that later on the line it would be proved true. Um, I'm not sure the they cared personally. I think I might be giving uh, too little faith, but I mean, to me, once you start giving proof and people still don't care to me, that says it all. Like, I think I think they were hoping it was true. And if it was true, that would be a bonus. But <laughs> the way they were behaving, I don't think they really cared. They just wanted a result. I'm not going to say everybody. I'm sure there were probably some people, especially when it got carried in places like um TMZ and Daily Dot and all these things that aren't quite news, but, you know, are like news-ish, you know, but they have like editors, they have big staffs, they have desks, you know, like like where they actually have like a, I don't mean literal desk, but, you know, like like uh, some of these sites have, have news desks, you know, where you would think that they actually check these things and they're afraid of defamation. So I think for sure, once it started getting picked up in a lot of these sites, I think a lot of people probably were like, oh, yeah, this this must be true. Like they wouldn't print it if it wasn't true. But the people who were making it pop on Twitter, I feel like they were just like, you know, hey, if this is true, hey, that's even better. But uh, all we care about is that we take them down. So I get those sweet likes on my Twitter post. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's why, Lewis, I was saying that I in my this is why I was theorizing that this might have been uh you know, commissioned by uh, either either Disney or Simu's talent agency is because, like, if there are no stakes, like if Simu's not, you know, headlining a, a Marvel franchise, then whether these uh, allegations can be proven by evidence or not kind of doesn't matter because um, there's nothing at stake uh, except for that person's, you know, well-being. But who cares about that, yeah. right? But in this case... <laughs> Like, uh, you know, what's at stake is a $250 million uh, investment. And so I thought what's going on might be that, you know, the suits at Disney or whatever, they're looking at this and they're seeing that there's this kind of like emergent threat to the reputation of one of their stars. And that's when they realize they need to get to the bottom of it and see what's actually there. Like, what is the ob objective evidence? Because they are, I think they would be willing to back up their star and sort of either ignore or dismiss these claims because they have fully, you know, vet, vetted and reviewed the situation and say, oh, there's no factual basis for this stuff. So 
we could either sue them or we could just ignore it because they got nothing. So I, I felt like in this case, because there's something at stake, like it did matter. Like someone did need to do what you did and and kind of vet, look at all of the, re, you know, like the charges were were brought and someone needs now to look at the the record of evidence. And I mm. thought who else would do that uh, unless, you know, someone with, um, you know, something to lose or, or something to gain from this. Um, but now I'm hearing you're like, no, I just had moral outrage at what was going on. And I'm like, my God, how lucky is you know, <laughs> in this case, you know, like you a fruit basket at the very least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'll cameo in Shang-Chi too. Special thanks in the credits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And his autobiography, you can, you can put a little special thanks at the start. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny you were talking about earlier, um, you know, what drove me to actually like make the post in the first place. And um, initially it was just anger when I made the Twitter post. But when uh, I posted the article on Medium, by that point, the anger had sort of subsided and it was more a case of just like, I'm in too deep now. Like I've been thinking about this for too long. I've been researching it for too long. I'm not going to make another Twitter post. Like I may as well just write it down. To some people that made it seem even more like I was some kind of like Disney lawyer trying to like prove it wrong because like, because I, at this point I've thought about it too much. Um, whereas in reality, like, I don't know, I sort of, like, I, I made that Twitter post. Um, I think I managed to go to bed at like 8am or something that night. Um, and then I woke up the next day and I was trying to get on with my work. And like, this was all I could think about the whole time. And like, most of it was because I've been thinking about it for too long. But also like, and I know this might sound maybe like a bit of a cop-out or a poor explanation, but like, I thought it was really interesting. I'm like, that was the start and end of it for me at that point. Like, oh, I was just... It's totally interesting. And I'm going to tell you why we had you on. Why I thought it was so interesting is I think, like, some people might be listening to this and be thinking, uh, hey, what is this, like, a TMZ episode? Like, uh, or this is some niche, <laughs> some niche gossip thing? But I think this was such an interesting... Um, confluence or a convergence of so many different things that are bad with media and social media in one story like you know cancel mm. mob check uh bad fact checking you know check uh uh so-called and this can go back to things like gamergate or Comicsgate, where they always complain about how bad their and biased their media is and there's a bunch of like like we always talk about how those reactionary comic gate type people are like racist, homophobes, sexist, transphobes. And a lot of them are overall like really awful people. But there is something true about the idea that uh, a lot of this kind of games, comics, movie journalism now is just people trying to get clout, trying to get uh, clicks, trying to get access. And it's the other aspect of this story, I think, is just how bad the media has kind of become because it's like, Everything's on a click-based model now. So, and we were saying this before we recorded, but nowadays there's no benefit really to a lot of places to carry a story as in-depth as, as yours because it's a lot of words. There's a, uh, you have to have an attention span to read it. It's not really salacious. It's just true, you know, but it's not as, it's not going to be as clickbaity fun as, you know, hey, um, Simu, Simu's out to get more women like 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 hide your wives like, like it's not really that much fun but you can't get that many clicks off of it in terms of if i'm if i'm hiring you as an 
writer to write things. I'm better off hiring a writer to do. I know people who've worked at places like Daily Dot and stuff. And uh, one girl told me that she had to do like a certain amount of pieces a day, like 10,000 page, a thousand word or less. I think it might be 500 word pieces because each one of those quick hit uh, fluff articles has a certain amount of ads on it and a certain amount of clicks. But one long, very well-researched article doesn't make them as much money. You know what I mean? Like they're better off having um, someone do 20,000 words split up across 4,500 word articles than to have one 20,000 word piece that's very well done and, and impressive. It's all about the clicks, the amount of ad revenue and ad real estate you can get per per word and all that stuff. So that's another reason why I like this story because it's, I found too many people were asking, what is Lewis's angle? Instead of asking, why did none of the people who, this is supposed to be their job, figure this out? Why did he have to figure it out? You know what I mean? Mm. I mean, it's, it's funny, like we were talking about earlier, um, before we started recording, um, I used to work for places like Daily Dot, no, not quite TMZ, but more like the Daily Dot. And um, I'll, I'll be honest, when I wrote for those sites, I was kind of embarrassed to write for them. So I wrote under a pseudonym because um, I thought if I ever actually do publish anything serious that I won't be proud of, I don't want my name to be attributed <laughs> to these sites. Like it, it is embarrassing. Like the, the, the turnover of places like this, um, for instance, like uh, a couple of the sites I work for, I won't name any names just in case, but like um, they had like um, bounties out on articles. So like, um, for instance, if you pretend like uh, the Daily Dot when they would have posted this, uh, what I assumed would have happened is that the night it happened, uh, an editor went on the site, put out like one of these bounties like they usually do, um, basically saying like, someone needs to post something about this tomorrow. Like it's popular now. We need to get it out tomorrow. That's how the most people will read it. Um, and then one guy wakes up at 9 a.m., sees it, smashes out an article in an hour, just, you know, copy and paste and stuff from like Twitter threads um, and then calls it a day. But like if you were to publish something like this in a newspaper, um, they, they wouldn't write it like that. They would put a lot of effort into researching it, even if it was like some kind of like gossip column magazine or like some kind of like you know the type of newspaper in the uk i wouldn't even like wipe my ass with like the sun like they would still try and get the facts right because printing a retraction in a newspaper is embarrassing even for the worst newspaper it's an embarrassment to have to like print a retraction the next day but on a site like daily dot or tmz at the most they would maybe put an update on the page, but like nine times out of 10, they probably wouldn't even bother. Like they've already got the clicks. People have already seen it. They've made the money. They're not going to apologize. They don't care. Like people have seen it already. Like what are they going to do? Put a little update saying like, uh, sorry, someone only spent 20 minutes writing this. You know? I was, was, was just say like, I, 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 when thinking about what you're saying, it, it, it seems to me like the way even newspapers react to it is with this like new form of like extremely credulous reporting where instead of digging into what actually happened, they take like this extremely detached thing where they, they literally say, this is what the person said. So like, even when they're reporting on like 
something really serious like foreign policy, they don't actually dig into the story of like what's going on. They'll just report like there was a press conference today and General Mark Milley said this. Mm. And then they, you know, and so they can't, you can't, you don't have to retract it because that actually happened. I mean, the guy, so they're just reporting about like what was said and it's complete hearsay, but it's credulous in the sense of like, we're not going to dig into anything behind the statement. We're just going to say the statement was said. And I feel like this happens with like gossip level stuff too, where they're not like, you know, TMZ doesn't come out and say, this is what happened. They're like, this is what that person said. You know, and, uh, and Twitter is great Twitter. for that because Twitter in like yeah. in like 15 minutes, you can pull up 20. This is what they said. You know, it's like I'm not yeah. saying this is true, but um, Goku Hitler 88 said, you know, this, you know, uh, I'm just saying what he said, you know. So, yeah, I think they do for what you say to kind of protect themselves from what do you call it? Defamation as well. Like you don't have to actually be the one to say we think this is true. But you also don't have to do the work of proving that it's not true either. You just say, guess what's happening on Twitter right now? All these people are saying X, Y, and Z. And it's a, a horrible way to write, but a lot of people are doing it. There's a, it's, a, it's interesting because there was an article uh, yesterday, uh, which I think we probably all read. Lewis, I'm guessing you, I, I, you've probably seen it. It's this, call, it's this uh, New York Times article called Who is the Bad Art Friend? By oh, God. Robert oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought that, that was... Morning. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I thought that was an interesting article because uh, the the author also dug into like the facts, but I think he had the benefit of there having been legal discovery because there was a lawsuit. Like, if it weren't for that lawsuit and the fact that you know a lot of the sort of like inside the sort of private chats and stuff came out, and they had like a real like sort of base of facts there, uh, the story that he was talking about, which is like you know two uh, writers sort of in this pretty public mudslinging contest it's just he it's just she said she said she said right like there's no like no one's gonna dig into that like no one's gonna no one's gonna go deeper into it except just to gawk at what's going on it just happened that in this case there was a lawsuit there was actual things at stake you know other facts came out and then we we kind of got to the bottom of what was really going on i thought that was really interesting because it was just that was a very different article than what we usually see when it comes to like two people mudslinging uh mm. publicly you know but anyway it's, it's it's funny you mentioned that article um because in comparison to this type of stuff that was being written about um the simu drama i honestly lost count of the amount of like websites popular websites that get millions of hits every day that posted borderline the same article which was basically like um there's some accusations this person on Twitter, Neb's Good Takes, said this. And then underneath it was like, Lewis Parker said this. And then underneath it was like, Simu liked it. And that was it. Was, <laughs> so like, you know, there, there was no research involved. It was just like, yeah. this Twitter person said this. This other Twitter person said this. Pack it up. <laughs> like, we're, we're done, boys. Let's go home. Yeah, that, that person probably had to like uh, phone in like, 10 more articles in the next uh, six hours. So yeah, there's no time to even stop and look back really. You know, I'm sure even the editor, like you said, just look for spelling and they probably don't even have fact checkers at those places because that's a waste of time. You know, just just keep it moving. And, mm. and it's like a lot of people like the idea of these kind of niche websites in theory because if you go to New York Times, you go to Washington Post or whatever, they're not really going to cover games or comics like you'd want. And when they do cover it, 
they cover it from what you know people call a normie perspective, where it's like, okay, this reporter doesn't actually know anything about the industry, so half this article is just uh, talking about stuff either I, as a fan, already know or that they just got wrong because it's just a total um, normie writing this article. So in theory, like when things like Kotaku and Gizmodo, when all these sites came up and comic book resources came out, people were very excited about these sites. And I'm going to be fair. I think they used to be good. A lot of these sites, I used to read comic book resources like over 10 years mm. ago and they would have CBI long. used to be amazing. Oh, it used to be so good. Oh, so so yeah. you know what it used to be like before it got purchased by the big corporations, right? Like, mm. like, like Newsarama, uh, CBR, all these things. They used to have long form analysis. They would have like columnists who would write like uh, five, 10,000, 15,000 word pieces, like analyzing somebody's career or the history of a company or just a philosophical question. They would do like actual reporting and leak stuff now all those sites are just press release sites like everything is just a preview to a new comic book that's coming out and it's clear all these different companies and same for the video game companies are just being fed stuff by like disney or warner or these other places they um they don't really have real reviews they fired all all the long form people like they've all been bought by these big media holding places that just want to have a comic book or a video game or a movie site in their portfolio. That's all That's all they mm-hmm. want. And they just buy yeah. these sites, they make them generic, they turn them into access uh, sites. But people think of them as like, you know, no one thinks of them as a paper of record. No one thinks of them as seriously as, um, say, like Washington Post or LA Times or whatever. But people, these things did used to be the go-to places for these hobbies. And... All they're doing now is the exact same shit, just compiling tweets and like, hey, look what somebody tweeted. By the way, make sure to buy this. Here's a trailer. Here's a trailer for a trailer. Mm-hmm. And that's that's uh, basically all they're doing. Like, that's media now. And I think that's another reason why I like this story is because it's bigger than the Simu. Uh, I don't want to butcher his name. It's bigger than the Simu problem. It's bigger than uh, Shang-Chi. And what's interesting, Shang-Chi, another thing too is a lot of people, it's trendy to hate Marvel. So I think it's another reason people didn't care as well. A lot mm. of people, as far as debunking it, they just uh, like that aspect of it. I, I mean, actually, now that you mention it, uh, it's probably a good thing to say to uh, defend myself from any of the people that think I'm bought by Disney. I have a lot of problems with that company, like personally, like specifically in regards to like the abuse of like copyright laws and stuff. Like I have issues with them. Like I didn't want to defend Simu because like I love Marvel films and I can't wait for Black Panther 2. Like I just, I thought it was nonsense. But like, I, again, it's funny you mentioned CBR as well, because I remember when I used to read that site like 10 years ago. And, like, I swear, I'd love to see a snapshot of this page now, like what it looked like 10 years ago, because these articles used to be so dense. They used to be so long. I swear the text was, like, two sizes smaller. And, like, they didn't have these sort of, like, ads that fill, like, the whole right side of the page. Oh, the whole real estate. Oh, it's horrible. Oh, it annoys me so much. But like, you're absolutely right. These these places, like, they get bought by these giant conglomerates that like want to have like a gaming website, like a tech website, like a comic book website. It's just an extra string to their bow that they can take to the next investors meeting. So, 
all right y'all so that is the end of part one go to again patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two be good